Hello, you're listening to Overwhelm is Optional. Hello, in this episode I want to talk about holidays, holidays and overwhelm. So some holidays are brilliant and some holidays are awful. So it's not like holidays are always good for overwhelm. However, at the moment it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because we're coming out of lockdown and the whole holiday industry is obviously in disarray. Some people have missed out on a holiday, some people won't be able to have one, some people now can't afford one, and some people, a lot of people are waiting to find out whether they'll be able to have the one they already booked. So the interesting thing about holidays and overwhelm is when we start to use holidays to enable us to stay in overwhelm apart from when we're on holiday, this can become a real issue. So for example, for myself, until I had a job that led to me getting really sick really easily because it was so overwhelming and so I found it very difficult to look after myself during that time, despite so much effort, But anyway, during that time, that's when holidays started to become what I guess is what they are for most people. So up until that time, I didn't really go on holiday so much as I would just go and visit people or I would go travelling. It was just a different kind of thing. It feels, feels to me and it felt then very much that a holiday is different. A holiday is this very set period of time with huge expectations surrounding it, much bigger expectations than when you just go and visit somebody for the weekend or you just go travelling. And I think that this needs to be looked at in terms of overwhelm because if you're in a situation where you're feeling really overwhelmed and you desperately want want a holiday but you can't have one because of whatever's happening with this pandemic, or you're so used to holidays being the kind of thing that props you up to keep you overwhelmed the rest of the time either of those things then I think there's some gold there for helping get out of overwhelm I really do now the reason I'm thinking about this at the moment is not because I had a holiday booked or I really want a holiday it's because this week is Glastonbury and I love Glastonbury I'm fortunate enough to work at the festival and I'm really sad that I'm not going to be there this week, that that it's not happening. The biggest thing actually that I'm sad about is the people. I have a team of 54 fire stewards who I love and I'm really starting to feel it this week. But also for me, I realised that Glastonbury is a time when I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly chill out in a different sort of way. And I think this is why we book holidays. We want this very intense period of getting out of overwhelm, of recovering from exhaustion, of just having space, of shaking things up, having a proper break. So, I mean, what I'm doing instead is I'm remembering what it is about Glastonbury that really helps me, really nourishes me. And I find this interesting because I work at Glastonbury and it's hard work. We do hours and hours. We stand up so much, our backs are killing us. We have to deal with hilarious situations and really stressful situations. My team is amazing, but I have a lot of responsibility. And before I go, sometimes I get 
quite stressed about this because it's a big deal. Why don't I just buy a ticket and then I could completely chill out? But I, I absolutely love it and I love the people I work with. And despite the huge responsibility, it always thoroughly, thoroughly ch- chills me out. So what is it? What's different about going to Glastonbury than was different about going to work? What is it? Is it my attitude? Is it my expectations? Is it the people around me? What is it? What is it about a break from the norm that can be so good for us? Because if we can find out what it is, then maybe we can tap into it more often. Maybe we can use whatever it is to help with day-to-day taking a break so that the overwhelm doesn't build up to the stage where actually you don't need a week off you need a couple of years off because that's no fun place to be so let's just have a think I was thinking about invoking the spirit of Glastonbury for me so we're actually going to have a kind of Glastonbury Glastonbury so we are going to sleep outside and we are going to when I say outside Simon's built a shepherd's hut so it's pretty much glamping which is not what I usually do but I haven't slept in it yet so I don't know but anyway it looks fun um especially how he's now he's leveled it it's always a bonus isn't it not sleeping downhill which is much more like camping but anyway yeah and we will we will be able to obviously come in and have a shower I do have a compost toilet that I built for my birthday festival a couple of years ago so we could do the whole compost toilet thing and we all have to cook our own food which is outrageous because the food at Glastonbury is amazing and I love just going and and it's all cooked for me in fact the most overwhelming thing is trying to find something I can eat because of gluten but um but it's still fun it's all this amazing food from lovely lovely people a lot of it's local oh it's so nice so I think maybe there's a there's something there for me isn't there there's the Sleeping outside, which you could say, well, that's stressful, camping's horrible. But there's something about sleeping next to the ground that is good for me. Something really good, something really grounding. And then there's the not having to cook, the not having to shop for food, the not having to wash up. There's all of that. I think that's a big thing there, especially having been a mum. You know, years as a single mum, that's a lot of thinking about and budgeting and thinking about nutrition and, and what the kids would eat and, you know, and cooking it and storing it, lifting it. There's so much that goes into food production that I don't think is really thought about by everybody because not everybody's responsible for it. I find it interesting when we still say things like... um oh, your husband's great because he helps with the cooking. I don't really understand that. To me, everybody eats, so everybody needs to cook. I don't know. Or maybe not. But it just kind of makes sense to me. I don't understand why we still think in 2021 that women should be most of the people responsible for food. There's something wrong there. I mean, obviously, if it works for you, it's not a criticism. It's just a question that's worth asking. Because I know too many women who are exhausted and overwhelmed and really 
struggling, but they don't say anything and nobody else really knows because they're so good at keeping it all together for their families. So I think there's a question there. I think that might have been highlighted during lockdown. Dunno, be interesting, won't it? Long term, what goes on there? And it's not that it's the same for everyone. I mean to be fair, I do less cooking than my partner does. So and I love that, but that's because to me all that cooking and all that responsibility as a mum, I'm really grateful for the break. And I love cooking. I actually managed to make some mango chutney the other day. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Jamie Oliver's um website because you can search and save stuff. I know you can do that everywhere else, but this I don't know, I'm just having fun with this website and it had mango chutney and for some reason Simon came home with some mangoes. I really don't understand why. They're the kind of fruit that's going to just sit there and do what that Tate exhibition did. Did you see that? I don't know how many years ago, probably about 10 years ago or maybe more. There was this video in the Tate of a bowl of fruit filmed and then speeded up of like, I don't know how many weeks, maybe a month, maybe less of a fruit bowl just going to rot. And I just think, yeah, I can relate to that especially things like mangoes because you think oh yeah I'll buy a mango and then I'll do this random recipe and then it doesn't happen and it goes off but anyway I made mango chutney and it was really good fun but cooking is only fun when you're not feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and and in a hurry like it's it's something that's just got to be done so that you can do something else you know if you're desperate to sit down then cooking it's not really helping with the overwhelm but if you get space and you want to just be creative and make something fun like mango chutney cooking can reduce your overwhelm so i've moved on to cooking now but cooking can be part of a holiday where things shift don't they so for me glastonbury one of the things is the not having to cook the not having to think about food just just knowing that there's this vast array of food it's like there's a lot of kind of street food from different countries there and oh i just love it festival food is amazing i mean i don't know about other festivals but glastonbury food is amazing really really good so i'm going to miss that but we have bought some food for like barbecuing and stuff because we're going to be outside and it's going to be really hot it's like really good glastonbury weather i'm very excited about that and as soon as it gets warm that relaxes me so that's going to help So I'm working towards pulling in the things that really nourish me from Glastonbury into my Glastonbury. And I'm also, probably even more importantly, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to the sadness, the sadness in me that I'm not going to Glastonbury. It's actually a little bit of like grief, which is interesting because... I've been really fortunate in that nobody close to me has got sick or died. People have got sick. Nobody's been terribly, terribly ill. And nobody's died who is very close to me during COVID. So I'm really, really fortunate. And I also just feel very, very grateful to have a home and a garden and and the best lockdown partner. And my children are fine. It was hard not being able to see them because adult children you couldn't see for a long time. But I haven't suffered. I'm fortunate in that I don't feel overloaded with grief from this strange period. But I do feel for the first time incredibly sad about Glastonbury being 
cancelled. There is something very special about bringing thousands of people together in a festival that is so grounded, that is so ethical. It's just a very, very special place and it just feels very sad that it's not happening this year in a time when we could really do with it, couldn't we? We could really do with getting together and just celebrating being alive. Those of us who have have come through unscathed or even just alive. This is a pandemic. Why are we not all dancing about the fact that we're alive? So anyway, yeah, I so first of all I've noticed that and then I'm I'm paying attention to that and I'm paying attention to what it is that's so nourishing about Glastonbury for me that's different than holidays. So one is the food, sleeping outside, connection, the people. Now I'm not going to be able to obviously have a festival in my garden because it's not allowed at the moment. So I can't invite my team to my garden, even though I'd love to. But... I will be with my partner and we won't be doing normal everyday work at home or, you know, discussing the credit card bill, anything like that. So hopefully that will give us some special space together. He's normally away working at this time of year. So it's particularly wonderful to have this weekend with him and to have some time together. He's taken the week off. So that's going to be good. So there's that connection which is really good. Dancing. Dancing is a huge thing for me at Glastonbury. Obviously the music, live music has so much energy and I don't think I can generate that in my garden. I don't have a sound system and I don't have a band coming around. But I could do my ultimate playlist. That might be fun. Trouble is we would have different ultimate playlists. So that in itself will be interesting, but also fun. And I can still dance. You can always dance. You could get up right now and dance. Dancing is so good for you. And if you can't move because you're not very well, you can dance inside. Dance with your fingers or your nose or just dance. Dancing is so good. So good. Just shake out all the stress. And oh, I love dancing. And I particularly love dancing at Glastonbury. It just being outside and oh, it's just wonderful. So I'm gonna, I'm going for the dancing definitely. What else? What else is it about special times that we try to get from holidays but don't always manage? What is it for you? So maybe you have a favourite place that you go, or you have a favourite festival. I have friends who go to the same place every year for the holidays because they know what they like and it works for them, and so their holidays work for them. Because they they just they're very good at saying this is what we like, we'll just do that. They don't get distracted by, well, we thought we'd try this instead. They just kind of go for it. And they're they're two of my favourite people because they are so good at enjoying themselves in a very simple way. They love good food, they love good company, they love um outside, they love walking, they know what they like and they prioritise it. And I, I've learnt a lot from them over the years. Um, so do you have somewhere that works for you? Some special place that you go every year? And if that has been stopped this year because of lockdown, 
How are you dealing with that? Because it's really important, isn't it? It's important to have time and space that rejuvenates, that allows you to rest. Now, resting doesn't necessarily mean sleeping for a week, although there have been times in my life when I could have just slept for a whole week. And in fact, in the end, my body has made me rest for a whole week. I think I had, I've had food poisoning that, that just didn't go for like two weeks once. That that was a proper rest, although I still needed more time to recover. And I, in the end, I ended up getting flu like two or three times in the winter. And that's a really enforced rest, isn't it? That's a real, getting it that often was a real sign of how low my immune system got. So holidays, I'm wondering whether you could take a bit of time to tune in and really listen to what your body's telling you about the difference this year if you've been stopped having a holiday and you're feeling angry about it let down by I don't know government organizations or something or if you're just upset or sad because you're not going to see the people you were going to hang out on holiday with or you just really needed that holiday you know you're feeling really overwhelmed exhausted and that holiday was the one thing every year that got you through What's that telling you? What can you take from that? Because just pushing it away and carrying on through the exhaustion and overwhelm, how's that working for you? Probably not that well. I think that if you're really upset about not having a holiday, or maybe you're really glad because actually you didn't really like that holiday and it's time to have discussions about doing things differently. Whatever it is, whatever your reaction is to the messed up holiday plans of this year, pay attention. It's worth paying attention. Every clue we can pay attention to, every signal from our body we can use to live better, live more skillfully, it's worth doing. So overwhelm and holidays, I know when I was in my worst period of just about getting by without anyone really knowing holidays were were what I needed it was like I'll be all right keep going till the holiday but some of my holidays were disasters they just weren't that relaxing we went on a cruise once we thought we were so busy working that if we went on a cruise where everything's done for you you know like Glastonbury I don't have to think about food on a cruise there's a lot of foods a lot of really good foods that's another thing not to think about so we had this idea that going on a cruise would be the most relaxing thing to do at very busy working times in our lives. Disaster. Absolute disaster. Because all we wanted to do on the cruise was read and catch up with each other. But it turns out that the cruise wasn't designed for either of those things. <laughs> it just it wasn't designed for us. It really wasn't. Oh, so funny. And it was we were like the first people off the boat. Oh, so not every holiday does what it says on the tin, does it? We have these dreams, you know, let's save up or get into debt and go on holiday because it will solve this problem. I desperately need a holiday. And then it doesn't work. It doesn't do what we expected it to do. Holidays can be horribly overwhelming. Airports are not the most fun places are they they're not that relaxing um 
you know, get getting somewhere, when you arrive, you've then got to make yourself feel at home and you've got to recover from the journey and then you've got to orientate yourself. So holidays can be quite exhausting. And for a lot of people, the big problem with holidays is when we arrive, we can't relax. We want to relax. We've only got a specific limited amount of time in order to relax, rejuvenate, have fun. Every single high expectation we've crammed into this thing called a holiday. And yeah, it's not that easy, is it? So I thought we'd do a little tune in, if you like, to uh, try and get some information that your body's trying to tell you about your holiday situation this year or throughout your life. So maybe remembering a good holiday, remembering when you felt most relaxed and at ease. So let's just take a moment. So just allowing your body to be still for a moment so you can focus on it. It's harder when you're moving. You can do it moving. You could do this running. You'd have to just, I think it'd just be harder. Yeah, I think it's easier to just stand still, sit still for a moment. And if you can... So don't do this driving ever, obviously. If you can allow your eyes to close, please just allow them to close because it's easier and get a break. And then just allowing your awareness to move into your body, noticing your body in whatever position it's in. Feel your feet on the ground. Connect with your left foot, your right foot. Allow your knees to soften. And then bring your awareness to the middle of your body, your belly, your lower back. Notice any sensations here at all. And allow your lower body to soften a little if it wants to. And just notice. Notice how you feel. And each time you realise that your mind has distracted you with its judgments and its theories and its problem solving and its to-do list and its time travelling and all the other stuff it does, gently return your awareness to your body, your feet, knees, belly, back, chest, shoulders and notice. And then whatever your holiday situation is, however you want to do this, notice what it what reaction is in your body when you realise you won't have a holiday this year. Can't go on the holiday you needed. Just notice any physical reaction to that. Without trying to identify or judge it, just notice heaviness, lightness, buzziness. Comfort, ease, discomfort, unease. Just notice, pay attention to your body. Notice how you feel. And then let's just play a game with the idea of imagining. Imagining the best holiday that you can, either one you've had or one you would like. Not where you are and what you're doing, but how does it feel? How much fun is it? How much ease can you feel? How exciting, how lovely is, is it? What is it? What is it your body needs from a holiday? 
just see if you can tune in to the best feeling of the best holiday for you right now. And just notice that. attention to your body. Notice what it needs. And if your mind gets involved with, well now I ought to do this and is making a to-do list, just let that go for a moment and place your awareness back into your body. And just listen, really listen to any longing for a break, for fun, for connection, for more sleep and rest for good food, for dancing, for being out in nature, anything at all, just acknowledge, curiously, kindly, notice how you feel, and when you're ready open your eyes, and just notice for you what that has given you. So you might want to, after this podcast is finished in a moment, you might want to just jot down ideas about what holidays mean for you and how that relates to how you cope when you're not on holiday. Or you might just want to let these ideas wash over you and just see what kind of washes up. You know, podcasts and books and words and conversations tend to wash over us don't they if we can just let them be we don't have to we don't always have to respond to everything we spend too much time firefighting responding reacting better do something about that what if you did nothing what if you just noticed for you what you really want, what your body really needs in terms of a holiday. And then, could you do anything today that would be a little bit holiday-like? Could you make yourself or get yourself some food, for example, that was just a bit different, that was more like being on holiday? Could you take some time to eat your lunch slowly? like you're more likely to do on holiday? Could you read a novel instead of a serious book? Could you not listen to the news? Could you have a lie-in tomorrow? Could you have an afternoon nap? Could you connect with someone that you were looking forward to going on holiday with and now can't and just chat about how next year you're really looking forward to rebooking that holiday and just tell them that you're going to miss them and you were looking forward to that holiday and you were really hoping to do this, this and this with them and this is why and this is what you like about them. Could you tell them that stuff? What else could you do today that would invoke the spirit of a holiday that you really need? And if you've never actually had a holiday that's made you feel really good, maybe you could just dream one up just in your head, in a lazy way. And then back to full-on overwhelm, addressing overwhelm. If your holidays, if you're using your holiday time to prop up a life that is just not good for you, notice that as well. If you're using your holiday time to kind of patch yourself up enough to go back into the fray, is that what you want? 
Or did you want more for yourself than that? I'll leave you with that idea. And I'm going to spend this week invoking Spirit of Glastonbury. I'm going to do the work I need to do. So I'm recording this podcast a day early. Just going to do the bare minimum. And then I'm going to take time off and have some fun, chill out. And I'm going to message my Glastonbury team and tell them that I'm going to miss them.